0: Welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. It is game day, this Veterans Day, as the Seahawks and 49ers are going to go at it on Monday night football. And to kick things off, I want to take a look at the injury report. I also want to get into some stat comparisons between Russell Wilson of the Seahawks and quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo of the 49ers. And we'll close things out just checking out in general how these two teams stack up going against each other on Monday night. So let's start by taking a look at the Seahawks injuries going into the Monday night game. Two players listed as questionable going into the game. Lane O'Hill, safety, has been practicing on a limited basis with an elbow injury. And Phil Haynes, who has fully practiced all week, but is listed as questionable with an ankle issue. Three players sat out of practice all week for the Seahawks. Dwayne Brown, Joey Hunt, and Jadevian Clowney. Dwayne Brown dealing with biceps and knee injury. Joey Hunt with a hip injury and Jadivian Clowney with a toe and knee injury. Like I said, all three sat out of practice all week. A lot of limited participants in practice this week as well. That bye week next week is going to be nice for a lot of these guys. Luke Wilson, rib injury, limited participation in practice, along with Josh Gordon and an ankle injury. Mike Upati on the offensive line, back and foot injuries. So we have two offensive linemen uh, dealing with multiple injuries, with Mike Upati as back and foot, Dwayne Brown with the biceps knee And then Joey Hunt with the hip injury. So a lot of injuries on that offensive line, especially on the left side. DJ Fluker listed with a shoulder injury. He was able to practice all week, though. Andre Diggs, we may see him for the first time this season. He was a limited participant in practice this week with his hamstring issue. But at least he's making some progress there. Quentin Jefferson, who we haven't seen in a few weeks with an oblique injury. He was a limited participant in practice. K.J. Wright, Bobby Wagner. On the injury report, Bobby Wagner list is not injury-related, along with Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson, but also limited in practice. K.J. Wright has a knee injury. Last two guys on the list, both full participants, Jamarco Jones and Cody Barton. Jamarco Jones dealing with an illness this week, and Cody Barton has a knee injury. Flipping on over to the San Francisco 49ers, two key injuries for the Niners tonight is Robbie Gold, their kicker, He has a white quadricep injury. He did not practice all week. He's doubtful for the game, so they may have a backup kicker. And for Robbie Gold, George Kittle, probably the most significant injured player for both teams. He is doubtful for tonight's game with a knee and ankle injury. He did not practice all week. 49ers also have issues on their offensive line with Mike McGlinchey with a knee injury, Joe Staley with a fibula injury, all three days, limited participation in practice, and they will go into the game as questionable. 49ers also have some issues at running back. Ray Mostert has a knee injury. He was a limited participant in practice. He's questionable. Matt Breida has an ankle injury. He was a limited participant all week as well. He does not have an injury status, so it looks like he is a full go for the game. D. Ford, also a full go, but a limited participant in practice. Quadricep injury for Ford. And Kyle Juszczyk looks like he'll be back this week. He was a limited participant with practice with a knee injury. But it looks like he'll be a full go. The only other player listed as questionable, cornerback Akella Witherspoon, has a foot and quad injury. He did not practice all week. Moving on, I want to take a quick look at the quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo and Russell Wilson going at it this Monday night. And one of the things I like to look at is their passer rating when they're under pressure, passer rating when they don't have any pressure on them. Russell Wilson having a great year this season, 121 passer rating. When he's in a clean pocket, but even under pressure, 112 passer rating. And with that 49ers defensive line, we can expect to see him under pressure tonight. 112 quarterback rating, though, actually is better than Jimmy Garoppolo's 109 passer rating when he's in a clean pocket. Considering the Seahawks pass rush, he may see a clean pocket quite frequently tonight. But if they can manage to get some pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, that quarterback rating drops down to 70.6. And I think that's going to be key for Jimmy because looking at his completion percentage of his throws, he's completing over 70% of his passes this season. And part of that is because his his depth of target is significantly lower than Russell Wilson. So a lot of shorter passes for Garoppolo on the season. And that's something to be expected of the Kyle Shanahan offense that we've seen uh, in recent years with Garoppolo, whether it's with uh, the backup quarterbacks that we've watched for the San Francisco 49ers. But when Garoppolo has a clean pocket, he's completing 75% of his passes. 12 touchdowns, actually has five interceptions. A little bit surprising to see the interception number that high when he has no pressure. Jimmy Garoppolo under pressure. He's been under pressure about 25% of his dropbacks this season. And like I mentioned, that completion percentage drops from 75% down to 55%. Just has one touchdown, two interceptions. And a QB rating of 70.6. So if they're going to get pressure, it's probably going to have to be coming from the blitz. And Garoppolo might be one of the quarterbacks that the Seahawks will look to blitz. In the past this season, they faced some quarterbacks that you just don't want to send a ton of pressure on because you're going to get beat. But with Garoppolo, when he's blitzed, and he's being blitzed about 30% of his dropbacks, completion percentage drops down to 63% has three of his 13 touchdowns on blitzes and four of his seven interceptions. And as I just mentioned, a lot of shorter passes for Jimmy Garoppolo. Looking at some of his advanced stats, his air yards per pass completion at just five and a half yards. And for comparison on that, Russell Wilson at 7.7. So a little over two yards difference between the two. Average depth of target, so where the receiver is beyond the line of scrimmage in comparison to Garoppolo, his average target six point six yards down the field, and compared to Russell Wilson, about nine point four. So about three yards difference just just kind of shows a little bit of the difference that you can expect in terms of how far Russell Wilson is looking to throw down the field, how many passes he's completing down the field in comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo. So it just goes to the, the case that Jimmy Garoppolo is making a lot of shorter throws down the field, and that's a big reason why he has a higher completion percentage, up over 70 percent on the season so far. Russell Wilson close to that 70 percent, number two, 68.3 percent on the season. And even though we just talked about quarterbacks, I think this is really going to come down to how well the 49ers can run the ball on the Seahawks defense, how well the Seahawks defense can do at stopping the run. And although the 49ers are ranked number two in the NFL for their rushing offense, 171 yards per game for the 49ers running offense, looking at their rushing offense DVOA, they're actually ranked 15. So right in the middle of the pack toward the league, I expected them to be a little bit higher considering that, number two ranking in the NFL. And looking at the Seahawks rushing defense DVOA, they're ranked about 22. But stopping the run has always been a clear point of emphasis for Pete Carroll and his defense. So I think we're going to see more of that. Unfortunately, I think that also means we'll see a little bit less of the pass rush. And as we've heard from the numbers, if you're not putting pressure on Garoppolo, he's probably going to have a pretty good day. So how the Seahawks are able to balance out stopping the run while still getting pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, hopefully stopping the run on those early downs, leading to some obvious passing situations. That's going to be one of the keys for the Seahawks in this Monday night game. Looking forward to seeing how they do with it. Stat comparisons between these two teams. Here's a few of the stats I like to look at on offense in terms of just uh, some comparisons. And San Francisco has the edge in some of these Seattle has the edge in others, but, uh, both of these teams relatively close in some of these main categories of offensive statistics. Seahawks just edging out the 49ers in yards per play there at six 49ers at 5.8 points per play relatively even between the two teams. 0.43 for San Fran 0.42 for Seattle. San Francisco has been a run heavy team so far this season, running the ball 56% of the time, just 44% of the pass. Uh, the Seahawks, a little bit more to the balance side as they're passing the ball 54% of the time and running the ball 46%. Completion percentage we talked about. Jimmy Garoppolo has the 49ers at 71% completion percentage and Russell Wilson just above 68%. Third down conversion rate, and I think this is big for the 49ers. This is where they have their big edge this season. They're completing their third downs almost 49% of the time on the season and the Seahawks just right under 40% so far this season. But where the Seahawks have the edge on the other end is their red zone scoring percentage. The Seahawks scoring touchdowns at almost 68% of the time when they go into the red zone. For the 49ers, it's a significant difference there at 48%. So nearly a 20% difference between the two clubs there. So if the Seahawks defense can hold those 49er offenses to field goals and at the same time score touchdowns when they have the ball inside the red zone, that could be a key difference in tonight's game. Here's the big difference, though. The San Francisco 49ers defense has the edge in every single category that I'm looking at here, starting with the opponent's red zone scoring percentage. So as I said on the offense, Seahawks had a 20% swing. That 20% swings back in the other direction. The San Francisco defense only allowing touchdowns 31% of the time on those trips inside the red zone, where the Seahawks defense up around 54%. Third down conversion rate, one of the areas that the Seahawks defense has been doing pretty well this season at 35%. But San Francisco hasn't beat there as well, 27%. Opponent completion percentage for the 49ers, 56%, compared to 65% for the Seahawks. But again, this is another area where I think we have to look at the strength of opponents for the 49ers. And I know 49ers fans especially don't like you to point out the fact that they haven't been playing uh, too many top quarterbacks started off the season against Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Bucks, going on to face Andy Dalton week two, week three, they faced Mason Rudolph, backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baker Mayfield had a really tough night against the 49ers, just eight of 22 completions on that 49ers defense they were also able to hold off Jared Goff Goff didn't have a passing touchdown in that game Robert Woods ran one in for a touchdown that gave the Rams their only touchdown against the San Francisco 49ers I don't think anybody threw the ball in that nine to nothing win over Washington which was just played in a a torrential downpour and backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers had a rough day against the 49ers as well just 19 of 37 for 158 yards One quarterback who did have a little bit of success against the 49ers recently was on Thursday Night Football where Kyler Murray went 17-24, 241 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He was sacked three times and finished the game with a QB rating of 130. So against the 49ers and against the Atlanta Falcons defense, the only two games where Kyler Murray completed 70% or more of his passes. So that that can provide fans with a little bit of optimism against the San Francisco 49ers defense. So what are a couple things to look for in tonight's game against the San Francisco 49ers? The Seahawks have the best record in the NFL heading into its bye week with a 24 and six record. Usually we hear the stat of of teams coming off their bye week. So it's kind of interesting to know that the Seahawks going into a bye week, a nine and one record under Pete Carroll and uh he's actually won his last 9 in a row so 24 and 6 for the Seahawks Minnesota the next best at 21 and 9 followed by Dallas and New Orleans at 21 and 10 with a win on Monday night the Seahawks start the season At 8-2 or better for just the fifth time in franchise history. you got to go back to 1984, 1999, 2005, as well as that 9-1 start in 2013 where they had starts of 8-2 or better. So, got to get the win to join those other historical teams. A win would also start the Seahawks at 5-0 on the road for the first time in franchise history. We should be able to watch Tyler Lockett go past Corinne Robinson for eighth place on Seattle's all-time receiving yards list. He just needs 20 yards to pass Corn Robinson. And we'll also look to see if Russell Wilson can continue his current streak of nine consecutive road games with a passer rating of 110 or higher. It's the longest streak in NFL history. So if he can push that to 10 games, pushes that even farther. All right. Well, that does it for this week's show. Be sure and hop on over to fieldgoals.com. And when I say it, that stopping the run is a key, John Gilbert is focused on this and is diving into the stats, looking at the common opponents between the two teams. So check out John Gilbert's article at fieldgoals.com on the key to stopping the 49ers rushing offense. Another article by John points out that Pete Carroll may have dropped us a little hint about the future of the center position. Joey Hunt obviously taking a lot of the snaps there, being the backup for Britt, and Ethan Posick down. But uh, Phil Haynes has been getting some practice at center, so they're either looking at him and that could potentially be uh, an idea of trying to get him on the roster in the position of Jordan Roos because Jordan Roos being the backup center right now. So if they if they pull Roos off the active 53 back onto the practice squad, maybe they look at Phil Haynes as that potential backup option, or maybe they see Phil Haynes as a potential future option down the road at center. So check that out. Fieldgoals.com. Subscribe to the show. spnation.com slash NFL podcasts. And look for another show. We'll recap the game against the 49ers, either after the game tonight or sometime tomorrow morning. Subscribe to the show. Get that in your feed. And we'll be back here to talk more Seahawks football.